Hello, welcome back everybody. We have a very special episode for you today. It is an episode all focused around the wonderful world of reading and literature. And we are on the road, Tom. Not only have we gone out on the road, we've been let out of work for good behaviour. We've actually managed to catch those elusive people we've never had on our podcast before. We have. We've got two pupils from the fabulous Eastern High in our little podcast world. And I'm going to I'm gonna let them introduce themselves one by one. But we're very, very excited to have you here as guests. And we're also joined by the lovely teacher, who I will also ask to introduce herself a little little bit later on so I'm going to hand over first of all to the gentleman on my left would you like to introduce yourself hi I'm Harry welcome Harry welcome to our podcast and hi I'm Tanvia Tanvia welcome to our podcast thank you really really good to meet you both and good to have you here so you went on a trip to Hay Festival a hay festival is kind of a big deal. It's 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 a bit like me. It's a child of the eighties. It started in nineteen eighty eight. It's been going for thirty one years, and you got the chance to go, and you are here as representatives of that group to tell us all about your experiences. So, my first question to you about hay festival. Oh, and for the listeners who don't know anything about hay festival, hay festival is a, is a festival of literature and art. Started in nineteen eighty eight, and it's here in our lovely country Wales and it's in a place called Hay on Wye. You can see the uh, the nice play on words there. So my first question for you Harry and Tanvia is you were given the opportunity, opportunity to attend Hay Festival because presumably you love reading. Yes? yes? Yes. Okay so what is it that you love about reading? I like like when when it's fiction. I like reading Diary of a Wimpy Kid and it's like it's about his life but it's like not real. Like, I don't like learning about things on books. I like reading, like, learning about things out loud. But then when it's reading, I like reading in books and, like, about fiction things. And Great. So you're a big fan of fiction. Mm-hmm. You've got a, a favourite author, I'm hearing, there. Yes. Yeah? Jeff Kinney. Lovely. Okay, have you read all of them? Because that's a bit of a series, isn't No, it? I've got, like, two left, but I'm going to read them in the six weeks. Oh, right, now... Bank that because you're going to tell us a bit more about that later. Okay, so you you're a lover of fiction. What about you, Harry? Uh, I like the fact books, but then I also like the fiction. You like a bit of both. Yeah. So, what's your favourite fact book, or are you reading a fact book to, at the moment that you like? No, but I read a couple recently. Ooh, come on, indulge us. I think it was about cars, the one I read recently. Oh, nice. Okay, I'm sure there's a lot of listeners out there who are also big fans of of cars. Are you fan of Top Gear? Yeah. Yeah? Favourite car? Don't really have one. <laughs> so you like, you're like you a lover of factual literature as well as fiction? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. So you got to go to Hay Festival. Tell us a bit about your highlights. What did you really enjoy from that experience? I really liked Amy LeMayer when she talked about LGBTQIA+, because it was about all of her experience and how people didn't accept it and how far back it's been going on for. Goodness me, that must have been really inspiring. I really wanted to go to Michael Rosen, but I got Amy LeMay, and she was actually really good, and I'm happy I went to Sometimes it's nice when you get a cut, life throws you in a different direction, and it's a nice uh, opportunity to listen to someone new. Was there anything in particular that she said that, that you were really inspired by? Well, I wasn't inspired by it, but I felt really bad when she said like that her mum and dad didn't read her book. Wow. And I think she deserved it, and she's, like, really good. 
And has it inspired you to want to read her stuff? Yeah. I was looking for it in the library, but I couldn't find it. I think there was one about, like, Pride or something. You need to speak to your librarian. We're going to have him in later on, and we'll see if we can uh, get that on the shelves. Thank you for that. Okay, what about you, Harry? Uh, I liked I liked Michael Rosen, because he's Jewish. He talked about his dad's uncles, I think it was. Yeah. And how they were, like, taken to the concentration camps. It was really interesting. And, and anything memorable that he said that will stick with you? He said that they were in, like, cattle trucks. Goodness me. That must have been... Gosh, it was quite a heavy hay festival for you guys, wasn't it? What was the atmosphere like there? It was really nice. The lights were all dimmed and there was, like, decorations. Yeah? Yeah. And when we were watching um, Marcus Sedwick, he he was videoed and he was actually really good because he was talking about Gothic in his book, his new book. Aha. Are you a, are you a fan of Gothic fiction or have you come across that in school? Yeah, we were learning about it with our English teacher. Miss, that was a happy chance. <laughs> I, if you can hear sniggering from the corner of the room, it's because Miss, uh, it was all part of her plan, clearly. <laughs> so anything else about that experience? Not necessarily just, you know, the people you saw, people you listened to. Was there anything else about that trip that you really enjoyed? It was just uh, really cool that they had, like, all the craft stalls as well. Oh, okay. Did you buy anything? Uh, no. No. Did you see anything that you liked? Yeah. I saw a couple of books that I liked. That I might try and find in the summer holidays. Fab. So it's quite inspiring for later on down the line. Okay, what about you, Tanvir? Well, the books were really, really organised. Were they? Yeah. <laughs> Is was... that your thing? No. That's <laughs> I, was really, I was, like, amazed when I saw how organised the books were. Were you? Yeah, and they were all really new and really nice. There's something a bit magical about a shiny new book that is not smells really nice it does smell really nice i really like that new book smell okay so anything else you want to say about your highlights that you would desperately want our listeners to hear the ice cream was nice too (laughs) oh well i mean um, if that hasn't convinced you well that was gonna be my next question actually believe it or not i have never been to hay festival i believe tom you no i have never been to hay festival either okay so what would you say to convince us to go next year it's really colourful and it's like enjoyable and there's like always something to do because like um there was like this bbc place that someone came to and you had to play like play against the computer and it was like noughts and crosses and every time you did it it would get harder and i beat him it was called something but i forgot what it's called and it beat menace beat menace yeah menace was the computer (laughs) and you beat the computer i did the first time but then it got harder and i lost and my friend did it and she won and drew because it understands what you're doing and you like use colored beads and it was really good so there's more than than well i shouldn't say just books but there's more to that festival than you know just going and and, you know immersing yourself in in books what about you harry what would you say to convince us it's just a nice atmosphere with um all the people walking around and they have big boards like to send to the government with like messages about political things Ooh, that's exciting. Anything you can remember? I'm putting you on the spot here. I remember I writ on it, Save the Turtles. <laughs> what do you dig about Save the Turtles, Harry? Uh, I don't really know. It's just, like, sad seeing them when they're, like, got plastic stuck in them. And... Wow, politicians of the future here, I think, miss. OK, so we're almost done. You have been absolutely fabulous guests. 
tell us what you're planning to read over the summer. I know you've given us a little bit of a hint, Tanvir, because you're you want to cr- carry on with your diary of a wimpy kid. But anything that you're you're desperate to get reading this summer? I don't really know. There's um, a couple of David Walliams books I want to see if I can find. Okay, quite a funny. Author. I want to see if I can buy a couple more of the Tom Gates books because I've got most of the series, but there's a couple I still don't have. And which of his would you recommend to someone who's never read his work before? Probably Gangster Granny, because it's just funny. Great, okay, fab recommendations there. Thank you, Harry. What about you, Tanvia? Um, I don't read my, my series in order, so I just read them, like, randomly. Ooh, quite like that. He's a rebel. But it's really hard when it's Harry Potter, because I tried reading Harry Potter, it was really hard. But I'm going to read um, Diary of a Longhall, and there's another one. It was, like, The Meltdown. And I want to read those two, and I want to find... Because I started reading a book in school. It was by David Williams called Mr Stink. And it was really good at the start. And I wanted to finish it, but now we've got, like, the terms ending. So I'm going to try to look for it and just read it. OK. And and there's something quite exciting happening over the summer. That It's a bit of a, a, um, a challenge that school has set you. Am I right? Yeah. You talked a little... Tell us about that, Tanvir. What it's, is it? Is it, like, the six books in six weeks? That's the one. What 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 does that entail? What have you got to do for that? You've got to, like, read six books in the six weeks holidays. Ooh. I did okay. it. It was, like, a summer reading challenge. I've done it before. I just didn't know they still did it, like, in, in high school. But oh, they do. That's exciting. And what and what happens if you read the six books? You Obviously, get, you get, you know... You get, like, some up. prizes after every book. Because we did it in primary school and we got medals at the end. Nice. We had to go get the books from the local library and just read them over the holidays. Can I ask, this is, this is going to be my last question now because I, I've taken up a lot of your time, you've done really, really well. How important is the school library to you? If somebody were to say to you, right, we're getting rid of the school library, we don't need it, what would you say? Well, um, the books are like, good because it helps you learn, the lang- learn words that you can use in your... GCSEs and gives you the language that you can try and use yourself. Great answer. What about you, Tambi? What would you say? Well, I go to the library every morning and I like spend a lot of my time in the library. I clean the shelves as well because I like doing that and getting achievement points. Ah. And I spend a lot of time in the library, like my break and my lunch in the mornings. Yes. And I like going down to the library and I don't really change the books in my lessons. I like changing them in break and then reading it. So yeah, I do like the library and it was quite. I think it'd be really boring even though some people say libraries are boring but not to you no and you could do lots of things in the library like go on chromebooks or read or just talk and sit down fab Uh, well i'm convinced about everything today tom yeah it's all good and you got a lot out of this trip as well i mean a lot of teachers don't like putting trips on because oh paperwork and long days and booking buses and all of that oh and i'm going to get in trouble with the other department because they're missing their lessons what would you say about trips are they a really important part of learning in school it just uh, gives so like you can go to museum to learn about history but it it um it gives you like more information and you can see it for yourself you can like learn things that you can't learn in person because there's like only some things you can learn in person but there's like others where you can't really learn them and like talking about them you've got to see them to believe them or understand them and it's really good well, Miss, I am very, very impressed <laughs> at our lovely, lovely pupil guest that we've got on the podcast today. Hopefully you've enjoyed yourselves. We wish you a lovely summer. This is actually going out to our listeners after the summer. So by the time this goes out, you will have read your six books. You will have gotten your, your prizes, hopefully. Um, and you'll be back as 
year eight. Yes. Ooh, how are you feeling about being year eight? Well, apparently it's like a really good year because <clears throat> like my sister's in year nine and her friend said that year eight and her and her friend said that year eight was their best year. Great. Oh, well, we wish you all the best for a fabulous summer and a great fun year eight. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I don't think we could have picked two better pupils for our first guests. I totally agree. I mean, Harry for world domination, maybe even Tanvir as well, maybe a d- dynamic duo. Job share of world domination, I think. It was the poli- <laughs> it was the politics that Harry yeah. mentioned. I thought, wow. Definitely. Amazing. So we've we've done a quick change in the room. We've we got have. some more guests. We have. We've got Georgina Saunders now in front of a microphone. Hello. Hello, good morning. Yeah, you are you are the infamous Georgina Saunders, because obviously we've talked about you before on our podcast so it's really nice to have you in person no it's an absolute honor thank you <laughs> welcome and we also have james emery welcome hi, hi. tell us what you do uh, i'm a school librarian here at eastern high utter legend yes. <laughs> slightly endangered species i yeah, suspect yeah. as well yeah. nowadays yeah yeah well we'll talk about that a little bit later on but the first thing we want to do is obviously you planned a big trip this year to hay festival just tell us a little bit about you know the logistics of the trip how you kind of brought it to fruition from plan to getting there so um we noticed that the hay festival offering free tickets for welsh schools this year and that kind of made it a very attractive option i've always been a little bit nervous about suggesting trips for students to go on uh, from school just i was never sure if the school would take it up but the fact that it was free was incredible and we we use a system called accelerated reader yes. in our school I think a lot of teachers might be aware of that, but it allowed us to select pupils who were hitting a lot of their targets over the whole year and use it as a reward trip. For, the, for those listeners, Georgina, who who are unfamiliar with Accelerated Reader, could you just give us a, just a quick summary? Um, in the classroom, it basically looks like the pupils arrive and they quietly grab their books and straight away is essentially their starter for 15 minutes. They're silently reading and that happens at the start of every single lesson. Mm-hmm. Um, when they finish the book, they grab a Chromebook and do a quiz. And if they get over 60%, right. is that right? Then it's deemed that they've read and comprehended that book enough to sort of validate that they've actually read that. Um, so I'll send them down to the library. They'll get another one. And that just continues all year. It's a really nice start to each lesson. Very calm. And they get all the words from their book added on to like a yearly total. So we can have like competitions between classes and competitions. Between, I'm sure Harry and Tanvia were quite in close competition as well. They were oh, yeah. the prize at the end of the year. Definitely. The competitive <laughs> edge was, was definitely there, wasn't it? So, OK, so um, that's how you kind of selected them. And how many did you end up taking? And, you know, what, what kind of mammoth challenge was that to actually get? them to hail my so we selected 20 from year seven and 20 from year eight i always feel it's hard to select pupils for things because there are so many deserving pupils it can be really hard to pick the right ones what we did we tried to get as many free school meals students as possible onto the trips we had about we made sure it was definitely over half was free school meals and the other half were other students who weren't so Selected the pupils first. Yep, then we uh, sent out the letters. Yeah, sent out, <laughs> sent out Georgina drafted the letter, which is great. I feel like I was only really in charge of getting the names down from who'd had achieved their targets for the whole year. Who'd achieved their targets and who was... And d- did you have, sorry to interrupt you, but did you have a plan about what you wanted them to definitely experience whilst you were there I mean how did you actually kind of guide the content of of the day Um, or was it was it even important for you to guide that content was it more important for them to be able to kind of 
be a bit free and loose. I think it was quite important to give them some kind of structure, yes. um, being the youngest two cohorts of the school. Yeah. Um, so a lot of the authors who were um, doing their presentations were on at the same time, so we did give them the option to choose either or, which was a little bit yeah. faffy in the morning, <laughs> trying to... <laughs> Just trying to get exactly 20 to each so that they had appropriate members of staff and so they had enough room. Um, but majority were really yeah. happy. And even um, Tanvia said this morning she wanted to see Michael Rosen, but she ended up seeing Amy LeMay and she was really actually quite yeah. grateful for that opportunity. Mm. Yeah, we had a lot of hands up for Michael Rosen, but unfortunately we had 20 tickets and so had to do a little selection, yeah. But I, th- I think it, having the variety there on the day was incredible actually because it meant that the students could go see separate things and then come back and you could see the electricity as they were talking about the things they'd seen that the other people hadn't. It was really exciting to see. Nice. So it's nice that they, they had some clear guidance, but they also had some optionality. Yeah, Definitely. I think they felt very empowered by that. They had mm. the freedom to go around and do what they want with their time, but also they were sort of sat down in the presentations, yeah. learning and listening and to be able to feed back to each other. Yeah, they were definitely soaking up the atmosphere and feeling very involved. That's really exciting. We'll talk a little bit more um, about impact later on, um, but I just wanted to ask you, Georgina, because you are in your first year um, as a student yeah. teacher. You're just about to come to the end of it. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> How was it? Because I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about a lot of our listeners out there who are who are doing a PGCE, and it could be quite daunting as a student teacher considering and contemplating taking kids on a trip. So, how did you find that experience as a student teacher? Um, it definitely was daunting, but luckily, me and James, we have a really good working relationship. Yeah. I feel so that we were bouncing off each other a lot throughout that. Yeah. Um, yeah which made it a lot more comfortable. I think once we'd worked out who was coming with us, because that is the problem with trips as well, with, yeah. like getting staff, because mm. um, cover is obviously tight in a lot of schools. So once all that was sorted, I was actually really excited and confident. Mm. Yeah, um, it, it, goes, it always goes to the wire. It's so surprising how even if you plan this trip and a few weeks before you had all the letters, students know they're coming, there's still dropouts at the last minute and people who could come in and fill those gaps and you want to try and maximise the value of the trip. But even mm. until the Thursday morning... Well, Friday, on, the, on the morning I was on the phone to parents, <laughs> wasn't I, trying to get people permission for pupils to come yeah. um, because the space had opened up and we didn't want it to go to waste, so... Yeah, a little bit hectic, yeah. but I really enjoyed it. I think it was a really valuable experience, definitely. So any, any student teachers listening who have maybe got an idea, um, what top tips would you give them about how to kind of bring that idea to actually happening? Make definitely happen? speak with um, an experienced member of staff. Just sort of put the idea out there and see if it's got any... Legs. Um, yeah, <laughs> any legs whatsoever. <laughs> that would be a great start. And then, yeah, just essentially don't be afraid to ask for help so I went to um, SLT to help with the Evolve I went to my mentor to help draft the letter as well and then we were choosing the pupils and choosing where to go together so it's definitely not something that I planned on my own by any means I like whatsoever James did a lot of it and then I got help from where I needed you definitely need a good team I think anyone trying to do this on their own would never 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 work it'd be so much to contemplate and so much to try and plan and do and yeah I think we're lucky Mr Davis our assistant head was after the trip he was brilliant he wanted to come and do more trips and he was saying we should go on more things do more book related things so next this year yeah. it's going to be quite intriguing it's going to be very good more trips this year so yeah it is a looking a catalyst is it yeah it, it is really looking has. like a repeat yeah. reward trip now next oh, year completely. that's been yeah. alluded to a lot you have to get in there early for the tickets that would be my tip so 
it, I guess it comes down to having interests outside of school because I saw it on Twitter and I went to our deputy head then who'd also seen it and we sort of agreed that it would be a great trip. But if I hadn't have seen that tweet when I did, I might have missed the boat on getting the Michael Rosen tickets. I think we were like last in the door for the Michael Rosen tickets and mm. they were all sold out. They were gone after we'd booked ours. So yeah, having those interests and following the Twitter feeds for people who you like or just interests you have I think that's quite an important thing to do. I think that's a really good tip. Now, I'm, I'm noticing a really good relationship between English teacher and librarian. I'd like to think that that's the case all over the country, all over the UK, where, you know, we've got libraries, as we alluded to earlier on, they're a bit of a dying breed, unfortunately. James, question to you. How wide is your relationship with other subject teachers in the school? And do you think that's important? Is it purely important that the librarian has a good relationship with the English department or should it be wider? I think in our school, because we use Accelerated Reader, it's so heavily dependent on the English department. There are so, like The library is so busy. Three lessons a day, years nine, year eight and year seven all come down changing books. It can often squeeze out relationship time for like other departments. Um, it's not to a detriment, I don't think, because in, by doing that, you kind of see all the year seven, year eight and year nine pupils and they know the library is a space that they can go. I mean, we, we do rent out like Chromebooks at lunchtimes and things, but some science teachers come down and look for books for project work and are happy to facilitate that. But the majority of time, I'd say, is with that bond with the English department. Yeah. yeah, and it's yeah. quite a strong bond as well. The way our timetable, mm. our weekly timetable mm. is structured... For instance, I teach Key Stage 3 five sessions a week every single day. Um, one of those sessions is purely dedicated to the library. Yeah. So we'll either spend a little bit longer reading, then they'll go down and change their books, and James yeah. will do like a sort of mini lesson or presentation with us. Mm. Or mm. you'll come up to the classroom, we'll do something like that. So there is real value in our curriculum placed on like exploring and well it's called an escape session isn't it yeah. escaping yeah. to the library it's, it's, been, oh, it's lovely it's been really rewarding it's been really nice recently we've um just been reading stories aloud finding books that you can read in about 12 to 15 minutes and then the students can do the quiz on them once they've finished and get all the words for free and mm. just hearing stories and sharing stories is it's a really nice session it's one of my favorite bits of the whole week and i get to do it like two times a day every day oh really sounds nice. magical yeah. <laughs> so let's go back to hey now thank you for those responses really really helpful to kind of get an insight into how you operate as a team in the school let's go back to hey you were there in the day and you were on the bus on the way back. Just give us an insight into what kind of impact you were seeing in the moment when you were there and on the bus on the way back. You know, what what impact, you know, specifically to do with the content of the of the festival itself, but also the kind of wider benefits to the kids going on a trip. Yeah, I think when you go on a trip, a big concern is always how are the children going to behave? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> there were a lot of schools there um, mm. as well, which like added to this buzzing atmosphere but the pupils really did us proud didn't they, oh, didn't they, they? i was yeah I was, I was buzzing by the end i was so <laughs> pleased it went, it went it couldn't have gone any better really um for me it was it, it came down to seeing the students like buying books at the end of their talks and all so coming many away. Bought oh, books so, so many of them and like because this there was lots of stores that were um secondhand stores on they were like going through the box of the secondhand books taking those to be signed by the authors they just seen and they were quite long queues and they were patiently waiting all in little groups and the as i said the used the, the electricity around everybody and talking about the books what do you get signed what do you get signed it was it was amazing it was yeah really good. i think a big moment for me when i looked at the impact um 
my pupils mentioned it earlier when we went to go see Marcus Sedgwick and he was talking about his gothic book and we'd um the previous term covered gothic as one of our schemes of learning um which they got really into and I think majority did want to go to Hollybourne yeah. that day but yeah. a lot of them ended up going to Marcus Sed- Marcus Sedgwick with their friends um, but when he started talking about the gothic genre, I was just looking around and a few of them sort of perked up because it was something that they identified with or that they realised they'd already learned. So it was really quite satisfying actually seeing them perk up something that they've learned or covered in our lesson mm. and knew a little bit about when I could literally just see their confidence grow as he was talking. They were mm. thinking, oh, I actually understand yeah. what he's talking about here. Or, and then um, <laughs> it, they did get... A, a bit trickier for them to follow but that initial just them wanting and willing to understand and knew that they could have a go at really the sort of taking in what he was talking about um that was really satisfying to see our new curriculum for wales has baked into it the really important word i think you're talking about here which is experiences we've got mm. areas of learning and experience how important do you think this experience was to their their wider kind of learning in school this year Big question. That is a big question. It certainly like solidified, I think, a lot of their love for reading because yeah. they, especially seeing all the other schools there as well. Yeah, I that think was a big thing. they realised it was they weren't just sort of forty people from Eastern yeah. who did quite well at reading. They were part of something much, much bigger. Yeah. That all these other schools from up and down the country, not even Wales, were they also um, yeah. engaging with these authors? Yeah, I've, I've I've since seen um, the pupils. It wasn't just like a one day thing where they got their book and then oh, I'll just put the book down now when I get home. A lot of them bring their books into school to quiz now from home. And I think of that trip there, I've seen like friendships form a little bit, yeah. like groups form, and they're all bouncing off each other. And I don't think they would have. I don't think they would have necessarily hung out together in school before that trip. And I think they can all help each other now to. Know, go forward and hopefully try and achieve the same sets as each other because they're all at different abilities and different levels but I think this very made it very welcoming. Something that I've seen is I've seen the pupils take a lot more interest or a bit more of a conscious awareness of the authors of the books whereas before I think mm. they literally just saw it as a story they would pick up they mm. didn't really think about who wrote it yeah. essentially mm. which yeah. is such a huge part of understanding it. That's interesting. As like we've continued learning this year after the trip I've noticed a real Mm. heightened awareness actually of who the author is what what do they think who what are they about yeah um which is really valuable especially going into future years you've spoken really passionately about the impact that it's had on the learners which is obviously at the the front of of everything that we do but what about you um in your in your working lives was was this trip you know did this have unexpected outcomes for you what did this do for you in your working life in my working life, I think it's kind of made me more aware of the sort of um, literary canon of our schools and just speaking to, well, not speaking to, but hearing from people like Amy LeMay about like sort of LGBTQ books. I realised how underrepresented mm. that um, that demographic is. And it's just kind of made me a little bit more aware of what we study. And if that's the best thing for us to study, I don't know. It's give me a few questions, <laughs> questions which I'm musing <laughs> over currently. I don't have a definitive answer. Uh, I, I guess it's made me realise that um, there's a real demand. Like the demand outstripped the supply for this trip, and so I'm really it made me realise that actually 
on the day-to-day when you're scanning books out and you're just talking about books all day, it's hard to zoom out and look down at actually the impact it's actually having on a wider scale. And the fact that there might be more trips now or the school's definitely more amenable to more trips has made me quite excited for next year now. Yeah. And speaking of the bigger picture, we have a new children's laureate, Cressida Cowell, and one of her two big things are libraries, school libraries. Um, so speaking to both of you now, how important is a school library to a child's education? Oh, not very. Seeing it here is it's absolutely incredible. The thing that Accelerated Reader allows us to do is just to see on a scale like how many books have been read and I think the average student this year has read 22 books that they would not have read over the course of the year and you can see the way that they engage with ideas differently once they've read a book and even being able to learn how to voice their own opinions about things rather than just being told what to think about everything once they've read a book and you can ask them those open-ended questions they stumble a little bit, bit like bit like me sometimes, they stumble a bit, but they find their own opinions about things. I think that's that's so important. There's a, a, a kind of freedom to that as well, because mm. you're being asked by somebody that isn't, isn't marking them. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. The pressure's off almost. It's just about enjoying it. Did you enjoy it and why not? And it's how it's, I guess it's learning that it's okay sometimes to not enjoy a particular book and then try something else. Because with the Accelerated Reader, you can't re-quiz on a book. So you have to, it's all about discovery. You have to try something else, try something new, try a different author, try a different story. Mm-hmm. And so the amount of times, the amount of different stories these kids have kind of experienced this year is incredible. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. I think the actual location of the library as well. We're mm. so lucky that we have brand new building um, and libraries right at the mm. heart of it that... It's surrounded by all different departments. It's right in the middle. The pupils are very aware that it's there, and I think that helps make it a hub of the school. Yeah. Like Tanvia really was saying, she spends break yeah. time, lunch time, any spare yeah. time there. Ask her to help tidy the library later. Right? <laughs> <laughs> she did mention that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she did say there were achievement points in yeah, it. <laughs> Okay, Um, uh, a final question to both of you before we let you get back to your day jobs. We've got a couple of extra bits that we'd like you to talk about, but I was going to ask you, James, we often, one of our regular slots is, um, what are you reading right now? Oh, yeah. So what are you reading right now? Oh, my God. Uh, So I've just finished The Art of Fielding. I've read this, Chad Hardach, um, or Harbach. It's incredible. It's so good. It's just about a baseball player in uh, an American university and he kind of develops, I think in golf they're called the yips, I think, where you just you struggle to hit cleanly. And he was on for like a scholarship. He was on for like this amazing career. But it all goes, it's just, and it's all about his friendships and nothing really happens other than the interactions between them all. But oh, it's amazing. They, they even, you can buy like Henry Scrimshander merchandise now, like baseball <laughs> merchandise. It's, it's, I, I love that book so much. It's perfect. Great recommendation. Thank you for that. And what about you, Georgina? What are you reading right now? I'm reading Circe by Madeline Miller. I studied English Lit and Classical Civilization at uni. So it, I just saw it on the shelf and I thought, wow, that's really interesting. So if you've read the Odyssey, um, a character in there is Circe the Witch. And it's essentially like a wide sargasso seed to Jane Eyre. It's her backstory all about um, how she grew up and how she came to be. But I'm really enjoying it. Madeline Miller, she's a classicist, and the style, she's just absolutely nailed it. She's really Homeric. I'm enjoying it a lot. And you're, so you, you, you're kind of reading for pleasure, but you're also reading 
for work as well at the moment and there's a book that you wanted to share with our listeners as well yeah do you want to tell us about that absolutely um i read i picked this up a few weeks ago it came out in 2019 it's called how to teach english literature by jennifer webb and it's all about overcoming cultural poverty with the gcses essentially which is after teaching for the first time this year i have kind of realized is a bit of an issue and I enjoyed it so much, actually, I made a tweet to which Jennifer Webb got back to me. <laughs> which I, That's when I love Twitter, that it just puts you in touch with people that you wouldn't get the opportunity to meet otherwise. Mm. Um, but I, my tweet was something just like, I can't believe I've only just found this at the end of my first year. Yeah. So I yeah. totally recommend it to any like initial English trainees because, firstly, just because of how practical it is it's written from her experience as an English teacher and she has included loads of resources things that she uses so even down to sort of like um, schemes of learning lesson breakdowns and the way she explodes quotations um, I talk about juicy quotations with my classes a lot now so to make them really choose meaningful um, quotations and that's actually really helped their understanding I mean they laughed at me at first but now if I just start wringing my hands in class they kind of get what I mean oh lovely um but yeah I really recommend it especially if you're also teaching Macbeth or Romeo and Juliet or Christmas Carol or of Mice and Men I think web talks those are what her resources really center around so it's really useful I think when you're a a student teacher it's like it's not too too long ago for us, Tom. No. Um, but uh, when you've got something that n- doesn't just talk about teaching on a theoretical level, when you've got some really key takeaways, you can see the practical application. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, she debunks a few myths as well, and yeah. the chapters are really clearly spaced out. So mm. um, I've been doing poetry with Year 8, which is war poetry, which has been a little bit of an uphill battle, but they've just complete their assignment last week and it was really satisfying marking it so I can see sort of like implementable things in that text that have come on in my teaching well I mean my copy there it's got a few post-it notes hanging out of it so it's always a good sign (laughs) it does look a little bit dog-eared which is always a good sign (laughs) okay the other thing that we wanted to ask you about which is a regular slot is how you have looked after your well-being this year um, as a student teacher any top tips for our listeners I don't really have solid top tips. I think well-being, it's still quite abstract, but it's something yeah. extremely personal to each person. Mm. I think a big tactic that I've taken is definitely prevention better than cure. I was aware that this year was going to be quite challenging. Um, I have friends that have also just completed training years, so I, I knew that it was going to be a lot of work, but I just made sure I was super well-rested before summer, to be honest, to tackle it head-on. So that has definitely been, I think, an advantage. It can be such a shock to the system. Other than that, like sort of implementable things that I've done. um, I looked at my timetable and I saw, right, my Tuesday mornings, they're okay. So Monday evening is my protected well-being evening. Me and my housemate Maddie, we go to yoga. That's like a non-negotiable. And then I think it, it sounds really cliche, but finding a little win in every day has been really valuable. I mean, you're told that as you're training and you think, oh, yeah, OK, I'll, I'm sure I'll find a little win. But it's actually really valuable and mindful exercise, I think, sort of putting everything in perspective mm. um, and just seeing, right, today, actually, even though that lesson was a bit of a train wreck, X, Y, Z pupil, they did this and so-and-so did this for the first time. That wasn't a complete waste of my or everyone else's time. Mm, it's that light through the dark, <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, and there is always a light, which I've, it's taken me a while to learn, but now I do realise, and it's easier to spot now, the little wins, for sure. 
Good, glad to hear it. And I'm sure that really inspiring words for our our teacher trainees uh, this year. Okay, so rather than go through something to try, you've given us some really good tips about planning for a trip. So I think we're going to sidestep that slot because I think we've we've baked that into our deep (laughs) discussion. So thank you for giving us so many things to think about, so many practical things um, that our listeners can, can try hopefully this year. So the last thing to say is thank you. Yes. Um, have <laughs> thank a lovely you. summer. Stay rested, read lots, and good luck for, for your NQT year. Thank you. I'm, yeah, it sounds so sad, but I actually already can't wait to just hit the ground running after starting on empty this year to have already that in my toolkit. Yeah. Um, it's big relief. <laughs> and congratulations for Hay. Re- a real accolade thank you yeah fantastic I always used to live in fear of getting back on the bus and finding a pupil with the wrong coloured jumper on when I did trips oh, <laughs> oh the paranoia <laughs> is uncontested you just look at them and think are they all blue are they all blue don't let one be purple Diochen Valiam thank you so that was Emma and Tom's PGCE podcast presented by Emma Thea and Tom Breeze the special guests this week were me, Georgina Saunders, James Emery, and two very special pupil guests, Tanvia and Harry. A special podcast shout out to school librarians everywhere, the unsung heroes to all. And if you're doubting whether the school trip you're thinking about is worth the effort, we say get that risk assessment in, book a bus and hit the road. We're all off to cast our votes for Tanvia and Harry to join presidents of the world. But until next time, take care and enjoy teaching.